0: Thanks for tuning into Two Ten Local Media podcast. I am your host Mario Zamron. I've been meaning to have Heather Go Psycho's album "Favorite Record" on the show for a very long time. I've actually seen the girls a couple of times, but due to circumstances of the night, was unable to introduce myself to them or anything. Uh, luckily, thanks to Twitter, I was able to chat with Heather Go Psycho's bassist Diana. Here is an update for those of you who hadn't heard yet: Diana is no longer the band's drummer. They recently added an actual Heather to the lineup. Kind of like when Donella Drive had Ella. Anyway, I saw Heather Go Psycho most recently at one of the Creative Creature shows at Fitzgerald's. They played right after the Black Market Club and before the Lost Project and the Sandworms. They put on a great show and brought a totally different vibe to the stage. I'm glad to finally add them as an alumni to the 210 Local Media podcast. First, we'll dive into some music and then I wanted to chat for a little bit. So, first we've got Heather Go Psychos. Favorite record. With Favorite record. Nothing more. Just for tonight. Back to you. Nice girls finish last. And this Christmas.
1: Actions are so clear.
0: Again, that was Heather Go Psycho's album, Favorite Record, with their first track, Favorite Record, then Nothing More, then Just For Tonight, Back To You, Nice Girls finished Last, and then This Christmas. Uh, the next portion of the show is not musical, so if you don't want to listen to it, you can feel free to turn everything off right now. Since you stuck with me, maybe you're interested. Uh, I just wanted to reach out to music fans, concert goers and ask some questions of you and share some insights that you may not hear everywhere. Um, First, some information on the music industry I've learned. I admit though that I am by no means an expert and am learning new things every day, so be aware of that caveat. Uh, There are bands, solo artists, fans, talent buyers, venues, promoters, managers, labels, and There is merch, distribution, contracts, emails, social media, draw, booking, and a whole slew of other things that have an impact in the music industry, even in the local scene. There's an interesting cycle that regular concert goers don't ever see that includes all of the above. Once you're walking up to the door of a venue, many things have happened to get what you're about to see to where it is at that very second. A band who has practiced countless hours has either been approached by another band, a venue, a talent buyer, AKA someone who works for the venue uh, to book shows, or a promoter, someone who books who puts shows together, with a secured date at the venue, or has reached out themselves to play that night. Depending on the show, bands can get paid in many different ways. There's the door split in which each band is coming away with their equal cut of the money paid at the door, usually done per head. There's the percentage of the bar, which usually denotes a free show, where the bands try and get as many people as possible into the venue to drink in the hopes that the percentage percentage of the bar that they get paid from is decent. It's also split with the other bands on the bill and is usually around 10 to 15% of the bar. That means every dollar that you spend gets them 10 cents to 15 cents there's the sought-after guarantee where a band can make at least their guaranteed amount sometimes this is method sometimes this is a method of payment that works as an either or with a guarantee for example the guarantee is either 100 dollars or 15 percent of the bar whichever is higher and finally there's the pay to play or ticket selling method there are so many variations of these methods that i really don't want to go over them here but feel free to look it up online if you're curious. For a band to get onto a bill, they either need to know a band, they'll add them to their own show, make some contacts, have their booking agent, who also gets a share of the band's cut from the gig, know a promoter, who also takes a portion of the night, or they sell tickets to get on the bill with national acts. There may or may not have been contracts, personnel changes, schedule changes, work to be sure all the band members could make the show, band cancellations, or possibly even cancellation of the entire show. All before you step foot into that venue. Also, you can't forget about the merch that the bands made to sell at the show, or the money that went into printing handbills or designing digital flyers. Does the sound guy get paid by the venue? by the band or the promoter? Does the venue have lights? Are they programmed by the sound guy, or are they able to be matched up with the sounds of the bands, or does only the headliner get lights? What are the drink specials? Will the venue allow underage band members inside? How much did each member spend on their instruments and gear? Did they ever have any lost or stolen and had to replace their gear before? did people forget to RSVP on Facebook and spook the venue, booker, or promoter into canceling the show? All of this before the show starts. Once you get inside, the door person asks for ID and which band you're there to see. Why do they do that? Because your numbers count if the band gets paid per head at the door, because the venue owner, promoter, talent buyer, or other bands on the bill want to see what your draw is. That is, how many people can you get out to your shows? So here's a scenario. The rockers decide that they want to play at X bar on Friday or Saturday. How much will they get paid if it's per head? At a dollar a head and only 10 people came out. They get 10 bucks. Did they sell any merch? Did they give any away or offer discounts? Was the show free and they got a percentage of the bar? Did you buy a drink? Did they have to pay for a booker or artist manager? How much was their gas getting to the show? Did the guitarist bust a string? If so, a full set's usually about 10 bucks. Did any band members spend money at the bar? In case you haven't noticed, this scenario makes it very difficult for a band to become successful playing at shows. Sometimes bookers, venues, talent buyers, or promoters don't pay the bands anyway if the bar barely made anything. Nobody came out to the show or the band just doesn't have a good draw scenario two the roller band wants to play at y venue because their favorite national touring band is in town the headliners now i said i wasn't going to tackle this but here we go the promoter says we'd love to have you play the show here's 20 30 tickets at 10 to 20 dollars a ticket for you to sell to get on the bill those who sell their tickets first to pick when they play for the night. And by the way, that's after the uh, touring bands, uh, other touring bands are with them. So you'll have your headliner and then you'll have maybe one, two, or three other bands that just travel with them. So you may not even play close to the headliner. Anyway, the show starts at 8 p.m. and ends at 2 a.m. the next day. If you don't sell all your tickets before showtime at 8 p.m., then you've got an option. You can bring us back the tickets you didn't sell, and the cash for those that you did, or, and not play by the way, or you can buy out what you didn't sell so you can still at least be on the bill. That is called pay to play. That happens way more than you think. As a promoter, I can kind of see why it happens. Scenario 3 kind of goes over that part. So, Scenario 3. A headliner is in town and a promoter puts a local band on the bill. The locals don't have to sell any tickets or make flyers or reach out on social media Uh, and the night of the show is here and there's 12 people in the audience for the show. The locals didn't bother to bring anybody out. The promoter promised the headliner a $100 guarantee, sometimes upwards of $800 or more, depending on the band. So the promoter loses money and has to pay the band anyway because contracts are contracts. If all this isn't frustrating, I don't know what is. So here's the final scenario. Every band on the bill brings about 30 to 60 people each. The bar makes a ton of money, the bands split a nice amount, and you got to enjoy some really great music. And just because I have to say it, I don't like pay to play. Here's a final thought though. And I had mentioned questions, but I'll do that next time, if there is a next time. Um, But here's a final thought. Ten years ago, it was $5 to hear some live music. Today, you still pay five Ten Ten years ago, you paid $6 to see a movie at the theater. Now, you pay almost double. Why hasn't what we pay to see live music kept up with the times? I could go on and on for a very long time about this topic. So if you liked it, if you want to hear more about it, please let us know. If you didn't like it, please let me know so I don't do it again. Please let us know on your Facebook page, our Facebook page, that is, slash 210 Local Media, or on Twitter at 210localmedia. And as always, thanks for listening.